0: All right, everyone, this is Winning Wednesday, but I'm doing a little different this Winning Wednesday because I'm doing a special report on the next generation NCLEX. I'm going to be talking more and more about next generation NCLEX. I have transitioned into my educators workshop. So not only am I preparing nursing students, but I'm also preparing um, NCLEX instructors, not NCLEX instructors. What is the NCLEX instructors? I am the NCLEX instructor. I'm preparing nurse educators, nurse administrators, clinical instructors. I am evolving. And the reason why this is so important is because the burden of helping you all pass the next generation items, it has to be a collaborative effort. And in order for REMAR nurses to do well, I have to get into the schools and give the nurse educators strategies in order to transform the classrooms. PowerPoints are wonderful. I can't say that enough. I love PowerPoint presentations, but for next generation NCLEX items, they are not the best way to teach. They are not the best way to teach. You know, and we as nurse, this live is for nurse educators, but I'm inviting everybody to listen to these updates. Nurse educators have to get past what we've been doing for the last 10 years, okay? Nurse educators have to get past preparing 150 slides and feeling like I have to give all 150 in one class. That's not how you are going to help nursing students pass the NCLEX exam. So um, that's what I'm gonna be talking about tonight. So tap in, this is Winning Wednesday, high level overview of the next generation NCLEX. So again, I spent a wonderful time with a group of nursing instructors today and they just did my one day workshop. And so things that I addressed was, the next generation NCLEX. I'm gonna go over a little bit of that tonight. Why are we doing the next generation NCLEX? Do, Do any of you know why they are actually changing the NCLEX exam? For those of you who have to take the NCLEX. Do you think they're doing it just to be mean? Do you think they just want to be difficult? I'm sitting there with nursing instructors and they're asking me great questions. You know, they're hearing things about the next generation NCLEX. What are the myths? What is the reality of it? Um, You know, am I expected to know everything, all right? These are questions that educators should be asking themselves. And understand this, when it comes to the next generation NCLEX, this is the same for students, when it comes to the next generation NCLEX, it is up to you, okay? It is up to you to... Be familiar with it. It is up to you to um, understand it. And so I'm here. I'm here to help make that transition into NCLEX next gen a little more easy to digest. Okay. A little more easy to digest. So I'm going to share with you some of the things that I shared with them. The purpose of the new NCLEX exam. Why do we need to change it at this current junction of time? And I know a lot of people are saying, why do they want to make NCLEX more difficult when everybody is saying we need nurses? Uh, The nursing shortage is global. But the reason is this, and I'm going to read this to you. Read along with me. New data suggests that we are continuing to lose ground in the preparedness of new graduate registered nurses at a time when it is needed most. Initial competency of new graduate registered nurses is declining at an alarming rate. Did you catch that? Slightly exacerbated by the impact of COVID-19 pandemic as many traditional in-person clinical and classroom experiences have been adapted or abbreviated. Share this video. Share this video. I'm talking next generation NCLEX, the current happenings, um, my perspective from an educator. I'm also taking your questions as well. Facebook, YouTube, I'm going to take your questions. But essentially what the data is showing, what we just read is that nurses are graduating. They're passing NCLEX, but they're not competent to take care of patients. And so what that means is that the the education of nurses, okay, we're reaching a point where we're graduating nurses, they're taking this NCLEX that is in a perfect world, sterile, right? Everything is good, you got everything you need. And then when you actually get into practice, it's like, well, what is this? Nobody prepared me for this. How did I get here? You know, what's happening is that new nurses are making errors that are huge. And the errors, the majority of the errors that new nurses are making, are related to critical thinking, are related to clinical decisions. It's like, you passed the test and lecture, but when it came to actually performing what you said you knew, what NCLEX thought you knew, you didn't really know. So. We got to change the way we're testing our nurses because people are dying. Um, employers are not happy. Errors are being made and. The decline in what nurses know year after year after year is going down. Okay, so the the current percentage right now is like nine percent of registered nurses. From the research I read, only nine percent of registered nurses, newly graduated registered nurses are actually competent to perform care. 9% 9% out of 100, what is the other 91% doing exactly? All right. So this is why we're changing NCLEX. Um, the, the top five skills required to practice nursing are clinical judgment, okay, problem solving, critical thinking, active listening. This one is so important active listening, you hear something and instead of you jumping to a conclusion about it, you just listen and sit with it, be curious about it, right? And then professional professional communication. Um, I see your comment, Keisha, I am in school currently and I will be part of the new generation NCLEX and I'm scared that no one, including the teachers are prepared for it. That is a real fear. That is a very relevant fear. Because um, most of the nursing educators that I talk to, they have no idea. They have no idea about next generation NCLEX. And I will say from my perspective, if you are not familiar with the question types, the scoring, um, how to break down the NCBSN clinical judgment measurement model, you will be like a fish out of water. Looking at those items, okay, Um, and and so again, that's why I'm here to talk to you about it early on. I'm here to help you make that transition, okay. So keep up because I'm going fast. I'm going fast. Critical thinking is just not happening with new graduate nurses. Many, many reasons why, um, but I'm sure your school is going to um, is going to help you get get through it, okay. All right, here we go. Another thing that um, I wanted to share is that for the educators, when we talk about how to, when we talk about the tasks that most nurses end up doing in practice, you see that the majority of the tasks are related to management of care. All right. That is on average, how many hours, the chart says seven hours, about seven hours of management of care is happening that's pretty much your entire shift, right? Right. And so the major categories that are on the NCLEX exam are what is actually happening in real practice. Now, the new test plan does not come out until about December or January, but I'm expecting that the same test plan that we've been studying from is going to show itself because that's what the research is showing that These are the tasks that most graduate nurses are doing. Okay. All right. Um, So if you've never seen the clinical judgment measurement model and you have to take the next generation NCLEX, get a look at it now. Okay. This is what it looks like. This is how you as an educator are going to be writing your next generation item types. And there are many item types that you can write right now in your classroom. You should be exposing your students to this clinical judgment measurement model. Okay, so one of the um, this is the new book. This is my new book. Um, It just literally dropped yesterday. And so one of the um one of the pages for the educators is literally us let me find it Hold on one second um, is literally us looking at this clinical judgment measurement model and breaking it down so that we can write case studies item types immediately because there is a way that you have to look at this and the thing about it is We as educators, we cannot just expect our nursing students to know what is going on. Even if we're lecturing them about a disease process or a medication, we have to make sure that we're taking it a step further to know how the medication or disease process shows up in real life. Because by the book is one thing, but in real life, it is totally different. Right. And, and, and this is true. There's a comment that says, um, just because a nursing student passed NCLEX, that does not make them better or worse than a nursing student who didn't pass NCLEX. All right. And so yes, NCLEX has been like, you know, our seal of approval, but the research is showing, the research is showing that they, uh, the competency is just not there. Actually, the competency is probably the same as the nursing student who didn't pass NCLEX. (laughs) That's what that is. What is so amazing is that we're looking at graduates who've passed NCLEX, but their competency rate is in the toilet. All right. In the toilet. Um, And so what I'm saying is that educators, if you all are in nursing school and you are instructing students, particularly my remar nurses, bring me in so that I can make this thing plain for you because we have to change the classroom. I was talking about the item types. And so for the uh, Next Generation NCLEX, there are four item types, I'm sorry, 14 item types that you need to be prepared to write and create. Again, you need to be prepared to be able to write and create these item types. Here's my whole thing. If a nurse, if a nursing student asks you about the clinical judgment measurement model and you don't know it, then that means you can't teach it. If a nursing student asks you about next generation case studies and you don't know it, you can't teach it to them. That's a problem. And so a lot of our a lot of our educators are just really blowing this off. Like, oh, yeah, we use, this what I hear. Oh, yeah, I know the next generation is coming. Um, oh, yeah, I know that um, we're, we're using ATI. ATI is going to handle it for us, <laughs> okay? ATI, that's going to be in our ATI evaluations. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If you think that a nursing student is going to figure out case studies or the six step action process and layer three of the clinical judgment measurement model from an ATI question, cancel, cancel your whole course. Okay. Cancel the whole class because you are not doing your students a service when you pass the buck to somebody else for education. You are, guess what? You're the educator. Like we say in nursing, like we say in nursing, Do something. You do something about it. No other help is coming. The doctor is not coming. Okay. ATI is not coming to teach your pharmacology course. ATI, anybody, nobody else is coming. So if you don't know this next generation test plan, if you don't know the item types, if you don't even know, if you don't even know what a trend item is, don't show up for class. That's what I'm going to say. You're not ready to teach. I'm passionate about this topic because as an NCLEX expert, I'm calling myself an NCLEX expert tonight. As an NCLEX expert, I don't want the burden of trying to teach next generation testing formats as long in conjunction with the information that's needed does that make sense having a nursing student have to learn the clinical judgment measurement model the structure of the exam the scoring of the exam In addition to all of the content that you need to pass the NCLEX exam, the board exam is a lot. It's a lot. And so one of the things that I'm saying is that uh, people who can take the NCLEX now that have been out of school, you guys need to take this current NCLEX. You are not prepared for the next generation NCLEX. Okay, it's unnecessary for you to have to learn all these things. People who have to take the next generation NCLEX who are in nursing school, you need to be being exposed to that next generation presentation now. You need to be, as students are going back to school, you should be seeing this day one because that's the recommendation that, Now, okay, we've been we've been putting it off. We've been putting it off. Even myself, even though I've been studying it for two years, I have been saying I'm not talking about it yet. I'm not talking about it yet. Nope. Don't ask me about it. I'm not going there yet. Okay, now we're going here. Now we need to be talking about it, because literally in just a few months is 2023. And then just a few months after that, we have real students taking the next generation CLEX. What is your school going to do about it? All right. Educators, it's you. It's on you now. Educators, it's on you. All right. Recommendations for recommendations for incorporating next generation into your current test plan. Okay. The unfolding case studies, this is for my educators. Introduce unfolding case studies, okay? You need to start introducing case studies in the classroom immediately. Also, there are parts of the next generation NCLEX that are going to be familiar because they literally will come from the current test plan. So, not all of the NCLEX is changing there are going to be some remnants of the past, okay? And so let's start there. Let's start there. Three, using familiar content as cases. That is perfect. What you're teaching, you can elevate, you can transition, all right? And if your school is not doing these things, I need you to send me an email, support at remarreview.com with your instructor's name, email address, So that I can say, because literally when I talk to nursing schools about this course, they're like, we need it. There's some nursing instructors that ain't no shame in their game. They know. I don't want my students to ask me a question that I have no idea to. That's the most embarrassing thing as an educator. A student asks you, what is a bow tie item? And you have to look like in the back of your mind, you know how you pause and you're looking for you know, an answer in your brain, and your brain is, there's nothing coming. And so students, they're like, how are you, where do I get this information from? Okay, that's the most embarrassing thing that can happen as an instructor. Number four, gradually introduce concepts as cases. Yes, gradually introduce those concepts as cases. It is possible. Challenging the students with the critical thinking skills. The PowerPoints, you guys, you got to modify them. All right. Um, introducing the standalone items again. This is all part of being proactive about the next generation item types. Um, and then in the end, I say start making the items uh, for grades, but not in the beginning. Don't just start as educators. You can't just start giving these challenging item types and saying, you got to pass this in order to pass the class. Don't do that. Start introducing them as activities. And then as your students become more comfortable, then I want you to go ahead and start grading these items. Okay. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. I see the comments on the screen and I'm not going to keep you guys long, um, but. That's what I want to say. This. Start NGN items now. This is the time. I don't think I can stress that enough. There's no other, you don't have any more time. You either know this stuff or you don't know it because the new school year is starting. Okay. And don't fake the funk like you got this under control when you don't. All right. Um, introduce hands-on activities. I am doing so much research on hands-on activity for my educators course today. I made them do three hands-on activities because that is how you're going to pass this new NCLEX. Understanding the um, the tangible things, all right. Understanding the tangible things. Uh, partial scoring should be considered in your courses. You should also be able to um, explain that. And remember, on the actual NCLEX exam, the lowest score for each item is zero. And so that's great. If you're a test writer and you are creating the questions, I love that the lowest score that my students can get is zero, even if it's partial credit. That helps me tremendously. So it's just like the little things, if you are familiar with this test, that can totally change how you are educating your nursing students. They should not sit down in your class without, without being able to formulate great questions, all right? That's what makes this Next Generation NCLEX curriculum different for me is that I am now not worried about providing the right answer. I'm, I'm more concerned with getting my students to ask the right questions. That's so much easier, all right, because um, coming to a fixed answer is not going to be as helpful as being able to be flexible, all right? The way these case studies adapt and change as you get more information about the patient, it requires you to be able to ask corresponding questions for where you are in the clinical judgment measurement model, okay? All right, so remember remember the um, the NGN, it it does launch in April, all right? I'm expecting it to launch April 1, 2023. So um, definitely, if you have been out of school for several years, this is your time now to pass the NCLEX, my virtual trainer will help you to do that, okay? Exactly, my virtual trainer will help you to do that. Okay, so I'm taking questions now um, about NextGen. I'm going to um, take questions now about it. I have one that says, what about the LPN test? That's a, great, um, that's a great question. I didn't mention the LPN test, but the LPN and the RN, next generation items, will be launching at the same time. So that is new. Usually you have the RNs doing something for a year (laughs) earlier, and then the PNs kind of roll into it. But um, April 1st, you will have both groups seeing NGN items. And actually, people have already been taking next generation items. Um, I guess uh, about 800,000 of you have already seen the next generation item types, you've already answered them. And so you are um, going to just be now getting points and having those items weigh towards whether you will um, pass the test or not pass the test. Okay. And I'm, I'm really interested to see what is going to happen. Everybody in the... Inclex Spear is saying that they don't expect much changes to take place in the passing rate of the next generation Inclex, but if you have been watching the passing rates of the current Inclex year after year, they're going down. Um, the trend is actually down right now, and so I'm I'm almost expecting. For them to continue to go down. Um, I think that's the reality of it. It's not that people can't pass the NCLEX. I think there's many factors. I don't know if the preparedness is there. I don't know if students are taking it as serious as they should. Um, I don't know if the nursing curriculum is uh, preparing them for the final board exam. I guess there's many factors as is why uh, the NCLEX passing rates currently are getting lower and lower. But um, I'm hopeful that if we get ahead of it enough, they can stay the same, all right? I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm not sure if nursing educators really know what is about to happen. (laughs) I don't know if they... I feel like people are just thinking like this will, you know, this will work itself out somehow. And I'm sitting here like this place is on fire. Like this place is on fire. We have to get moving. We have to do something now. We have to get ahead of this. We cannot let our students sit there in class and they're like half asleep because the lectures are boring and they are trying to, like process, everything, we got to do something different. Educators, our students are not getting it. Our students are bored. They're not connecting the lecture material to real life, okay? Yes, all of that, all of that. We are going to be, I, I started with this book. Well, I didn't start with this book. I actually started with, some more next generation items, but then the need for this came up. And so like, we just launched this course like immediately because I went to, um, I was doing an NCLEX review and um, the educators and I started talking about next generation and they were just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. So came up with this. Um, Do you think it's possible for someone who has graduated in 2008 to pass NCLEX? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's possible for someone who has graduated in 2008 to be a licensed nurse, absolutely. I actually think that it is more than possible. I think it's more than possible. Uh, Six weeks, six weeks to do my program and and take the NCLEX. I'm looking for more things that I can share with you guys today from this book. Um, From a teaching perspective, From a teaching perspective I think if you can think about putting a patient assignment in every one of your lectures it's going to be extremely helpful, okay. Um, I think from a teaching perspective if your nursing students can make the connection between the disease process, okay, and I don't know, I'm trying to explain it. It's so, it's so tough because the students won't make the connection if you don't make the connection. So the burden is on the instructor to really get familiar with the case studies and the examples that were given in the research. All right, NCBSN puts out articles about next generation NCLEX. And as instructors, we need to be reading those articles there's so much great information on how to explain things to your students. Um, there's so much great information of, of, of what research is showing helps nursing students to do better, students in general. Um, and so we have to do that. I wanted to do more research and studying. So many are in a rush just to make money, but we're talking about lives here. Absolutely, absolutely, okay, absolutely. We are talking about saving people's lives, and so nursing school. If you if you are a nursing instructor and you're just in it for the money, what? What? I don't know. I, I seem like it seems like um, nursing schools, if they have that aim, they're not in business very long because this this profession goes so much deeper than that. And so you see nursing schools that open and then they close and students can't get their um their certificates and they can't graduate. You know, yes, there is an underground of nursing education. And when it comes to the NCLEX, the next generation NCLEX, all these people that are popping up and doing NCLEX reviews where there's some NCLEX reviews that are run by doctors, um, some NCLEX reviews that are run by just like uh I don't know, it like, I don't know. They're nurses, but they're they're in it for the money. And so when Next Generation NCLEX comes out, it will show who is actually passionate and committed to this field of nursing education because the people who are doing NCLEX reviews now won't be able to speak to the new exam because they haven't been studying it. They're not prepared for the updates. They won't have the resources for the nursing students. And so they're going to get out. Okay, they're going to get out. Um, And so right now, what makes me the best option to study this right here? What I'm doing right here is it's 1030 at night, Eastern Standard Time. Where are the other instructors at on the planet? I'm the only one here with you. There is not another nursing NCLEX instructor up right now talking to you, but me. Okay, and so. I am committed. I'm trying to show you right now that I'm committed to helping you get your license through this process. If you have to take next generation NCLEX, if you don't have to take it, by all means. Wait, is Lakeisha on? Lakeisha's, Lakeisha's on. She's a nursing instructor. Shout out to Lakeisha, former Remar nurse. She's on. All right. I had to take it back. But I'm talking, though. I'm talking about it. I'm talking about it. All right. Um, and I'm and what I'm saying to you is that I have been studying for you. I have been studying. So you didn't have to read the research articles. I'm reading them for you. I'm sharing this information for you. Nobody's paying me to be here right now. It's free. OK. And when I'm not here, then then who who comes on? I don't know. All right. Um, the next generation in is. Starting in April, okay. It's starting in April, but you will be needing to prepare for it before then. And that's that's my plea to educators: is that we have to take up the burden of knowing how the test is formulated, knowing how the test is going to be presented. So when our nursing students see this, they don't um, they don't freak out. Is the next generation harder than the old NCLEX? I would say. Um, I would say yes, only because something is harder if you are not familiar with it. So if I give you uh, an exam in Spanish and you're not familiar with the language, is it gonna be more difficult? Yeah, cause you don't know the language. So when I talk about bow tie items or clothes questions or clinical judgment measurement model. There's only so much of that you can guess. <laughs> there's only so much of that you can guess. Hey, I was, I was um, I actually found out that they are actually trying to do the NCLEX in Spanish. They're talking about it now, making it available in Spanish. Isn't that interesting? Have you heard that before, right? So I'm just saying, that's what I'm saying. Subscribe to the channel, like the Facebook page, because I'm going to be dropping knowledge um, all for the rest of the year until we roll into Next Generation NCLEX. Okay. Shout out, Lakeisha, <laughs> on live with me today. Yep, yep, yep. Love that. All right. Now I got confused because so many instructors are not well prepared, but the students will pay the price. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 that's true, that's true. It's a conversation you should be having with your nursing instructors. Hey, next generation NCLEX is coming. How are y'all preparing us? Educators, you should be prepared to answer this question. You should be prepared to answer how you are adapting your curriculum for next generation NCLEX. Gotta be prepared, okay? Just like anything else. If they come out with the new practice of hand washing and we all have to learn it, as educators, we can't tap out and say, "Um, you guys are gonna figure it out. Somebody else is gonna teach you. We all have to take this next generation NCLEX. All of my students will have to take it. There's not one that I'm going to be able to opt out of. Not one single one of y'all. So we have to be responsible. Okay, okay, okay all right they're not taking yeah okay okay guys that's it that's all i have to say tonight um that's all i have to say tonight educators this was for you this was for you and so um if you need a workshop in your nursing school you know your staff would love to be prepared um and we just did a quick video like we did some quick videos of the nurse Seeing instructors and the nursing administrators who took my course, and literally, I made them do a pretest and a post test, and the scores went up, 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 up after they took the class because they knew, right? They were taking the pretest like, I don't know, what is this? Well, I don't, I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. But then afterwards they had some comprehension and understanding. Even even those who were researching before the workshop said, I've been reading stuff, it didn't make sense, but now I can go back and look at it. And that's what we all need. We all need the foundation. We all need the foundation. Somebody says, "Um, will international nurses struggle with it? Okay. Um, International nurses in general, have a challenge with the NCLEX because they have to do a little bit more um, of the foundational nursing information that they may not have gotten in nursing school in their country. We operate in the United States and all of our territories. We do nursing at a very high level, high level. We're expected to know medications, surgeries, diseases, skills, therapy, wound care, trait care. We do nursing here like doctors do doctoring in other countries. We literally can transition into being physicians because we already have so much patient healthcare skills. Okay, and so um, if you are international nurse, you're probably studying for your NCLEX RN, get in the virtual trainer. Puerto Rico, I visit there several times a year and I do NCLEX reviews, the students can do very well in the virtual trainer. So that's what I would, that's where I would move you to. Don't worry about it. You can do it, you can do it. Just take it now, just take it now. All right, um, okay, yes, okay. Next generation NCLEX, yes, I'll be talking more about it. There's already an NCLEX in French. You can already take the NCLEX in French already. Them, hopefully they will come out with a Spanish version of the NCLEX exam soon. I, I would say not in the next one or two years, probably in more closer than three years because they're just working on it now. And so they're not I can't even say they're working on it. They're just talking about it. They're just talking about it now. So it takes a long time for a big organization to make a change like that. It's like a cruise ship. When you turn a cruise ship, It takes a long time to turn that cruise ship around it's the same thing all right guys all right i'm getting out of here i hope you guys enjoyed this segment i was talking about many aspects of next generation inclex but i will come back on and um do something for my students educators this was for you this was for you tonight um nursing students i mentioned the virtual trainer if you don't have it this is my full review course and it is um, it is going to be available to you to study. Let me click that off there. All right. And so inside of the virtual trainer, if you've never seen it before, whether you are an RN or a PN, you can get my full NCLEX review right from the comfort of your own home. Ah, All the alerts this is going to get me today. Um, and so when you go into your virtual trainer, You will also get two workbooks, but it will include the video content that is needed to fill out the workbook. So if you can't make it to my class, you are able to watch my wonderful video. Get into the normal and high-risk newborns. If you love babies, you will love this section. They are so super cute just watching them. You have to know that APGAR score, and that is a scale that you must memorize before you take your NCLEX exam. Remember, the APGAR score is done at one in five minutes after birth. There are five categories, heart rate, respirations, muscle tone, appearance, and reflex. Each category, a baby can get from a zero to a score of two. So let's go through the categories and look at the characteristics that would give a baby a zero, a one, or a two. If we're talking about heart rate, a score of zero is given if the heart rate is absent. A score of one would be given if the heart rate was below 100, and a score of two would be given if the heart rate was at or above 100. So guys, if NCLEX gives you a heart rate of 100, you're gonna score that baby at what number? Two, right? Respirations, a zero if there are no respirations, if the respirations are absent. A one if the baby has weak gas and a two if the baby has a good, strong cry. The muscle tone of the baby A zero would be if the baby was flaccid. Flaccid is a term that means very limp, very loose. A score of one would be given if there was some flexion in the baby's muscles. So perhaps the legs are really flexed, but the arms are limp and flaccid. And a two, if the baby is well flexed, pulled in tight, that's what you would give the baby appearance or color a score of zero would be given if the baby was cyanotic a score of one if the body was normal but the extremities were blue and a score of two if the body and the extremities were a normal color reflex or irritability the scores are a zero if there is no response a score of one if there is a grimace or a facial change, and a score two if the baby has good reflexes. If you think about the score at one minute or five minutes, I want you to remember the score at five minutes is more valuable. In the eyes of the newborn, all newborns will get that erythromycin ointment and they may not be happy about it, but it is for their good because the eyes need to be protected if they've gone through the vaginal birth canal and the mother has had some STDs. The temperature of the newborn, the first temperature should be 98.6 degrees. Babies do have a hard time staying warm, so we have to be mindful to make sure that their temperature stays normal. The pulse normally is 120, to 160 and the respirations are 30 to 60. Hey, in the abdomen, there are three umbilical vessels. You need to know how many arteries and how many veins. Do you remember? It's one vein and two arteries. I like to use the mnemonic device AVA. AVA stands for artery, vein, artery. And then I don't forget that. Let's go over some cord care client education for our registered nurses. This is what we tell those clients. When it comes to the umbilical cord that has been cut, we need to allow that cord to air dry. It should not be washed daily. Mm -mm. By the seventh day, the cord should actually have fallen off. But during this time, we need to monitor for signs of infection of that umbilical stump. And what we would notice would be localized redness or tenderness, or maybe even some pus coming from the area. We would tell the client to definitely notify the pediatrician or healthcare provider at that time. Now, the high-risk newborn is Number one, the drug addicted newborn. And the drug addicted newborn was the baby that was given illegal substances during pregnancy. Let's talk about what that baby will look like and behave like. The nurse would notice a high pitched cry. Poor sucking ability which means these babies will have a difficult time eating. They will be irritable and they will have higher than normal vital signs, such as their temperature, their heart rate, their respirations. Here is a critical thinking question. What is the best way to test for illegal drugs in infants? What do you think? The best way. I hear your minds turning. I hear you. I hear you. The best way is to do a urine drug screen. Yeah. The nursing care for the drug addicted newborn is what we call cluster care. And that means focusing on doing the treatments all at one time. And the cluster care is really, it's a supportive care measure. There, there are not a lot of treatments or interventions that are done to the drug addicted newborn. Sadly, they have to go through withdrawal to get those illegal substances completely out of their system. But there are some things that you can do to help, such as turning the baby on the right sideline position, elevating the head of the bed, not handling them so much. So decreasing the amount of touching and stimulus that they have. And it's also okay to give a pacifier or a soother to comfort these babies. Let's go over the interventions for the mother who has HIV that just delivered a baby. The first point that I wanna talk about is the isolation required. What isolation is required for the HIV mother? What do you guys say? It is going to be universal or standard precautions. Okay. The second point, do you think you can give the baby the mother's breast milk? No, the mother is not able to breastfeed because the HIV virus can be transmitted through breast milk. Third point, Can the baby stay in the mother's room? What do you think? Yes, the baby can stay in the mom's room. We also teach the mother, do not give the baby live vaccinations until after the baby has been confirmed as not having HIV. And if you guys remember, this can take up to 18 months. So if we're teaching the mom not to give live vaccinations, What do you think some examples of live vaccinations are? Let me give you a clue. Some of them are MMR, varicella, and oral polio. Whenever I'm teaching in class, I hear students yell out the flu shot. The flu vaccine influenza is not live. Can you give the vitamin K shot? That is the final point. What say if you guys? Yes or no, vitamin K. Is it gonna be helpful to the baby? Absolutely, because the vitamin K is gonna help the blood to do what? It's gonna help the blood to clot. Now, remember this safety point for NCLEX. Clients with HIV can never donate blood. Never, never, never at any point, even, if they have been receiving treatment. I wanna talk about two more conditions that will make a newborn high risk. And the next one is fetal alcohol syndrome. When you think about a baby who was given alcohol during gestation, they are going to have certain characteristics. The first is that they are going to have a low birth weight. These babies are going to be smaller than normal. They are typically going to have some facial features that are different as well. They will have a flat nose, small eyes, and thin lips. There is a risk for mental retardation, which of course is a cognitive impairment. When you think about the treatment for fetal alcohol syndrome, I want you to know for babies, the treatment is essentially they have to go through withdrawal. Mm -hmm. But one thing about babies that are born with fetal alcohol syndrome is that they actually like to be held so they receive comfort if nurses or their parents are holding them. The next high-risk newborn that I wanna talk about is the baby born with spina bifida. Yes, spina bifida is a known neural tube defect that has an unknown cause. You know, most mothers who have babies with folic acid deficiency will have issues like spina bifida. So that's why it's very important for moms to take folic acid when they're considering becoming pregnant or they are actually pregnant. Because with spina bifida, the spinal column is partially exposed, we need to watch for fluid buildup problems. Yes, the circulation is not 100%, as you can imagine. The treatment for spina bifida is shunt placement to drain the fluid. Also, surgery may be required for the infant. The problem is that when babies are born, they are not prepared to undergo surgical procedures. So they need to be nourished and they need to grow first. Now, a major safety point for NCLEX is the position of a baby with spinal bifida. Because there is an exposed spinal column with a pouch or a sac on the back of the baby We need to keep these babies in the prone position. That is right. These babies need to stay on their stomach to protect that sac. Now, this is a big challenge because babies do not like to be on their stomachs. They like to be on their backs. So a baby with spina bifida who is placed on the stomach, are they going to want to eat? Probably not. So, it'll be a challenge for the nursing staff and the parents to make sure that this baby gets adequate nutrition. Those are the top NCLEX points for spina bifida. One more that I want to talk about is the baby born with cleft lip and cleft palate. Now, this is most commonly seen in Caucasian babies and males. The treatment is a or a palatoplasty where there is actually a surgical correction of the deformities. The client education for the parents is, when feeding, do not use straws for this baby. I know it seems like a good option if you see it on Inclex, but the correct answer will be to use a regular nipple with a larger hole placed in it. Because these two deformities require surgical correction, An elbow restraint or a Logan bow may be used after the surgery so that the baby does not alter any of the sutures. An NCLEX tip for these babies are that nutrition is going to be a major concern for both of these birth defects. So those were my NCLEX points about the normal and high-risk newborn. The next topic will be infant heart defects, and you're gonna want to stick around for this. All right, so if you have your virtual trainer workbook, you can actually begin taking my course right now. I was actually on the on my laptop looking at the course, watching it with the videos. And so when people asked, hey, shout out to Nurse Sasa, did I say that right? Congratulations on passing your NCLEX exam. So you guys are asking me, hey, Regina, when is your class? How many weeks is it? How can I start it? You can actually get into the virtual trainer tonight um, and begin taking, let me just pause this for a second. Maybe I'll play another video. You guys seem to, you stuck with the video and you watched all of it (laughs) without the workbook, right? So um, you guys can get into my course right now tonight, get started. It takes about four to six weeks to go through my content and my content includes my lectures for NCLEX, my homework, the practice exams, but don't worry, all of that may sound like a lot, but you have a daily study calendar that you will follow, that you will follow the entire time. So the NCLEX virtual trainer is the way that REMAR nurses are taking NCLEX and passing it. Even if you've been out of school for a long time, you can still get that content that you need to be able to answer the questions. And right now is the perfect time to test for NCLEX because it is essentially the same testing format as it has been for years, for years. Lola says, love the video. I learned a lot just by listening. And that is the beauty of it. You can do um, my virtual trainer on your cell phone. You can do it on your tablet. You can do it on your desktop. Even if in your, you're in your car, you can literally just listen to the videos while you're driving um, and so forth. So it is, it, is, it is the best way for nursing students to pass the NCLEX exam, period, 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 period. So tap in guys, this is my final, final recommendation that if you have the ability to take the current NCLEX, you take it now. And don't wait for next generation NCLEX to come in. I want to see you with your license by October. Wouldn't that be great Like to go into the holidays with your nursing license? And and so that's my goal for you guys. Everybody that's watching, almost 300 students are watching me. I want you to take the next step, whatever that is for you, whether it is getting signed up for your virtual trainer, whether that is logging into your virtual trainer because you already have it and you haven't been studying it. Right, logging into the VT, and then, or if you're at the point where you just want to renew your VT, okay, renew your virtual trainer, then do that next step. Okay. Choose yourself. All right. And if you're afraid of INCLEX, let me tell you this in your mind, the fear of INCLEX is greater than the actual INCLEX. Okay. How we uh fear something, how we think about how terrible something is, it's not that bad, all right? I promise you. The way I know is because since I've been live, I've had at least six nurses come on and say, hey, Regina, I passed NCLEX, literally. And so I know that if they passed NCLEX, if I passed NCLEX, you can pass NCLEX too. There's no difference between us, all right? And so real people are passing every single day. Why can't you be in that number? You can. You can be in that number. So um, the fear that is stopping you, I want you to take that fear, and I want you to put it behind you, okay? Because what you really should be afraid of is not taking the NCLEX exam, You should be afraid of living your life underneath the potential that you actually have. And when I mean potential, I'm talking about not living up to the knowledge that you have and not being paid for the knowledge that you have, all right? There's no reason why you're a nurse, but you're struggling financially, the reason that you're struggling financially is because you're in the wrong job. It's because it would be like a surgeon working at a shoe store. Why are you there, sir? Why are you there, ma'am? Okay. You're, you, you are skilled to perform high-level tasks. You are in the same position why are you working wherever you're working right now when you're a nurse go to bed scared of that go to bed scared of getting another paycheck for less than two three thousand dollars that's scary to me okay <laughs> all right um, and so we just have to change our perspective we just have to find our why whatever your why is like why do i need to do this why do i need to press on why do i need to sacrifice for me it was my my mom and also my desire to be home for the holidays i know it may seem a little shallow but that was important to me like i i That was important to me, like my time, how I spend my time is very important. So know that if I'm choosing to be here with you guys, it's because it is extremely important to me because my family is supreme in my life. All right. So when I'm here with you guys, I'm not with my children. When I'm here talking to you guys, I'm not with Mark. Okay. so that should let you know my passion and my commitment to you getting your license. It is extremely high for me. And again, this is not um, about me. Honestly, it's not about me making money. I literally go to bed thinking, how can I help another nursing student get their license? Because whatever we, listen, it's my ministry, okay? And so only what you do for Christ lasts. Only what you do for God lasts. Everything else, (laughs) what? So, all right, that's it for real, for real. That's it for real. We are all going to bed right now, unless we're not going to bed. And you're on the other side of the world and you're actually going to work somewhere. Okay. So... At any event, I'm logging on. It's almost 11 o'clock. Winning Wednesday has been served, guys. And this is the truth of the matter. This was a special report. Next Generation NCLEX launches. It launches in just a few months, Okay, (laughs) And we got to get ready. All right. Schedule that NCLEX date. Get in the virtual trainer. Print out the calendar whatever you got to do, do it, do it now. All right. Because you can, you will, you must pass NCLEX. I'll see you guys later.
1: Hello everyone. My name is Tiffany and I am a Remar nurse. I took my NCLEX on June 15th and I passed on the first try. I ordered the VT and took it in. three weeks. I did the course in three weeks because I had already had my date set and you know this book and this the quick facts this stuff is the truth y'all. I had a baby the last four months of nursing school and I was a little worried when I returned back to school from maternity leave because I was like feeling like I couldn't remember many things and you know, I would just say that while taking my test, I just was thanking God that I did the VT because there were things that I probably would not have remembered or been able to really critically think about had I not taken the course. So, you know, for those out there who need some extra encouragement, just take it from me like this is everything. And I'm so grateful. And and the, my favorite part, my favorite part about this is that the Remark team is faith-based. That means a lot to me, and it helps to reinforce and keep me encouraged. With you know, just the thought of you know, with God, everything is possible, and th- that is so true. That is so true. So, just continue to stay focused out there, y'all. Get the VT. Get the VT. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to do it. So, I hope this helps somebody. I hope this encourages somebody, because I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for. Re-